Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Today is Sunday, April 23rd. It is 1 p.m., and you are currently watching the Skill Building Sunday Drawing Group with me, Jason Leeser. I'll be your host today. And if this is working for you, please let us know in the comments and in the chats, and please tag a friend who loves tattoos. Also, make sure you hit that like and subscribe button down at the bottom just to give us some feedback, and that way you can always stay up to date with the uh, latest broadcast coming up to you on this channel. And welcome to Guy Aitchison's Reinventing the Tattoo Community, where tattooers, apprentices, collectors, and the curious are encouraged to join in these live streams, real-world events, to share and inspire and ultimately create better art and tattoos together. We beam out nearly every day, and with your help, have evolved into a quality network of amazing live and on-demand tattoo and art shows that have all been receiving rave reviews. You can find Reinventing the Tattoo in both of the app stores, the Apple App Store and the Google Play Store, as well as our Reinventing the Tattoo YouTube channel, uh, which some of you might be watching right now. We also have a Reinventing the Tattoo Roku channel, which has 12 to 15 episodes going at any given time, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And that's available on all Roku devices and Roku-enabled TVs. You can also find Reinventing the Tattoo in all of the major podcast directories, such as Apple and Spotify. Or you can do what most people do and just do a Google search for Reinventing the Tattoo. Um, that'll pull up everything, except for the book. The book is out of print, and you won't be able to find it. I know I've been looking for a copy myself. So... Yeah, good luck with that. But if you come across a copy, let me know by all means. I'd love to pick it up. Um, but no matter where you're watching, live or on demand, you can always get the latest, most up-to-date information on Reinventing the Tattoo at www.reinventingthetattoo.com. You can try it out for free. You can pick one of three options. You can either get a sample webinar from the Reinventing the Tattoo Canon, which is absolutely fantastic. You could get some free advice from Guy about setting your unique goals, or you could also take a comprehensive tattoo history course from Jay Brown, which is absolutely fantastic. Um, I took that course and it was absolutely amazing. Um, I just like learning about stuff like that though. So maybe you wanna pick one of the other options, I don't know. You can also find a full event schedule with full weekly and special event live stream details available at www.reinventingthetattoo.com, as well as access to our Reinventing 24-7 channel, which is a lot like our Reinventing the Tattoo Roku channel, as well as a ton of professional development courses from over 20 world-class tattoo artists. So if you're really looking to step your game up, um, and you want to maybe find some tutorials or maybe you're looking to take a lettering seminar or a black and gray seminar, uh, you can find those on Reinventing the Tattoo as well. And once again, if this is working and you guys can hear me, please drop a note in the comments or send me a chat or something. Let me know if I'm coming across all right and I'm not just talking to dead space. Um, so please, yeah, let me know. We have a number of weekly staple shows we always encourage people to tune into starting on Sundays at 1 p.m. with me, Jason Leeser, for the Skill Building Sunday Drawing Group. Following today's episode, on Mondays, we have three different shows 
uh, starting at 9 a.m. with Drawing Four Tattooers with James Wisdom, an excellent live drawing group that you can join in for free. Um, in that drawing group, we go through and we discuss some basic drawing techniques and strategies, stuff that we all need to revisit every now and then just to make sure it stays, you know, uh, pretty well at the forefront of our minds. Uh, James is incredibly talented and he's an absolutely incredible educator um, and absolutely nails it every time. So definitely recommend you jump in on that. That's 9 a.m. Eastern time on Mondays. Following uh, Drawing Four Tattooers with James Wisdom on Mondays, at 5 p.m. on Monday evening, we have Let's Talk About Feelings with Robbie Ripple, where we go through and we get to discuss some of our, you know, lesser discussed topics. Uh, you know, how do we feel about different things going on? Uh, following that, on Mondays at 9 p.m., we have a subscribers exclusive drawing group uh, with Sandy McAndrew, uh, who has been leading them for a little while now. She is a part of the Reinventing the Tattoo Network. And she is absolutely awesome. If you are a Reinventing the Tattoo Evolution subscriber or you have a subscription to the Reinventing the Tattoo Canon, you do have access to these Monday night classes. I highly recommend you check them out. Um, I did them for a very, very long time and I still try to jump in every chance I get. And they just do an absolute world of good. We cover basically the reinventing the tattoo canon and the artistic aspects behind it, you know, basically week by week. It's absolutely phenomenal. Really, really helpful. Highly recommend that. Um, and following our Monday sessions, we have Tattoo Collecting 101 podcast on Thursdays at 6 p.m. with Fawn Baker. Um, always entertaining, absolutely awesome time jumping into that podcast. Um, highly recommend you check it out. Uh, it's always a good time, always great information going on, uh, always great topics being discussed. Would like to go through and take a second to thank some of the people that helped make these shows happen, starting off with worldtattooevents.com, the largest, most comprehensive resource for tattoo events worldwide. They're constantly keeping everything up to date. As we know, living in a post-pandemic era where everything, you know, is there are still some things that are getting rescheduled. Um, so if you want the latest and greatest, most up-to-date tattoo event information on a tattoo event coming to you, or maybe it's a place that you want to travel to, you know, maybe you want to take vacation, you want to see if there are any tattoo events going on around you. Take a look at worldtattooevents.com and I can almost guarantee you will find a full listing of anywhere in the world you might want to travel to and what events are going on around you there. Also, big thank you to tattoonow.com, technology for tattooers, the leading edge in professional development, management, and digital tools for tattooers of all levels. They're constantly keeping everything updated and upgraded. They're 100% competitive with any type of CRM, mailing list, or scheduling software out there. So if you're looking for digital tools to go through and help attract the clients that you really want to tattoo, uh, that really want to get the type of stuff that you want to do, this is the way to go through and do it. 
TattooNow.com will completely change the way that your clientele approaches you, and it will completely change the way that they find you. It's absolutely phenomenal. Take a look at them for the latest, most up-to-date technology tools for the tattoo industry. And of course, this wouldn't be reinventing the tattoo without a very personal and professional thank you to the man, the myth, and the legend, Guy Itchison. Guy Itchison is the founder and inspiration behind reinventing the tattoo. Go to guyitchison.com where you can pick up a copy of his biomech encyclopedias, uh, some of his DVDs. Sometimes he has original paintings on there for sale, numerous fine art prints, and a whole lot more, all available at guyitchison.com. Would also like to go through and say a very quick shout out and thank you to some of our affiliates. Uh, well, one of our affiliates, The Apprenticeship Diaries with Amy Nichols. Um, if you are looking to become a tattoo apprentice, but you don't really know where to start, you don't really know what's expected, and you don't really know uh, like what's going to happen in it, take a look at The Apprenticeship Diaries. There's a whole bunch of different interviews with some fantastic artists on there that'll really help key you into what it's like to be a tattoo apprentice. Um, as well, I would like to say a very personal shout out and thank you to Aaron Williams over at TATCOM. Aaron Williams is the mad scientist behind TATCOM. They are creators of the most leading and cutting edge tattoo equipment out there on the market. These guys are literally breaking tattooing down into the science behind it to see how they can improve upon everything that we have. Um, TATCOM is literally the cutting edge in tattoo equipment. Take a look at TATCOM. They are smarter than you can ever imagine. They blow my mind every time I talk to them. As always, if you like today's show, please go through and post a positive review on our channel. Help us get the word out. You would like to host a Reinventing the Tattoo event or become a sponsor of our community. Maybe you're just looking for a tattoo or a fine art critique. You can always email management at reinventingthetattoo.com and we'll be happy to get back to you just as soon as we can. So without further ado, we've got Seth Mushrush with us today. What's up, Seth? Are you with us? Ah, technology. Gotta love it. Oh, oh also, big exciting news. A uh, new announcement from the Puerto Rico Tattoo Convention. Uh, Steve Butcher will be in attendance this year, so that should be a very exciting time. He will be working at the World of Pencils booth. Um, if you guys don't know about the page World of Pencils, it is absolutely fantastic. Some incredible artwork on there. Um, go through and take a look. Uh, I'm, I've gotten to know the guy, Yuki, that runs it uh, pretty well and uh, fantastic human being. Highly recommend you take a look at that. Uh, looks like Seth is with us today. He's doing a live tattoo. Let's take a look at that. And let's see if that gets pinned. Maybe not. Not sure if I did that right. 
Uh, Seth, if you can, uh, you already put both gloves back on. I was going to say, rotate your, uh, rotate your phone. If you can do that for us. That way we get the uh, landscape mode. Oh, keep going. Try it again. Maybe, maybe tilt it a little bit more. Oh no. Oh, well. We just lost your video, but that's okay. Okay, well, if you um Well, if you get the chance and you jump back in, by all means, feel free to join us. Um, I'm just going to be talking a little bit today about some um, potential, potentially exciting news. Don't know if it's going to happen or not. It's still a um, still in the uh, the idea and the concept stage, but um, I may be issuing a call to artists to see if anyone would be interesting and anyone out there that is watching right now. Um, this does include you as well. I don't care what skill level you are at. I don't care if you are well-known or not. Um, I'm considering putting together an art project, um, a full bodysuit, probably two foot by five foot, very large work of art, art project um, at a local gallery. I am looking for probably 10 to 15 artists um, that are reliable, that are willing to make the commitment and stick to it, and um, are willing to follow through with everything uh, because it is a rather large ask, um, but it is something that I am considering getting together and putting together. Um, and these will be bodysuit panels, bodysuit pieces, full size, full scale, like I said, probably two foot by five foot or two and a half feet by five feet. They're very large. Um, some people do work faster than others when it comes down to artwork. I know some things that take me a while, uh, other people will knock out pretty quickly. Um, I'm still throwing around ideas and I'm still looking for information on galleries that might be interested. Uh, Seth, that looks a lot better. Still can't hear you, but there you go. I wasn't able to, uh, I can show you real quick, but I wasn't able to get the, uh, get the camera the way to work Oh, yeah. I saw everybody. I couldn't tell you who I saw. I think that's probably great. Let's see. Oh, nice, man. Nice. Knocking out that nice sunflower, dude. That's going to be killer. Yeah. Anyone saw it down there? Uh, I'm going to get to work here. Very nice.
Well, that's going to look awesome when it's done, man. Uh, but yeah, so I'm looking for information. I'm looking for artists that might be interested in participating in something like a, a fine art gallery showing um, that are willing to make the commitment and follow through with it. So if anyone out there is watching and anyone might be interested in getting in on something like that, by all means, please reach out to me. You can find my Instagram. Uh, it's right up here. So feel free to reach out to me. Um, uh, send me a DM on Instagram or send me an email. My email is listed on there as well. And um, I'll be happy to get back to you. I'm trying to do this in conjunction with a couple of other people as far as like just getting things together for it. Um, I've started reaching out to a couple of different fine art galleries in uh, the Philadelphia suburbs, but I'm open to ideas and recommendations and location changes. So if anyone has any information on that or anyone has any, any good ideas as far as where might be a good place to go through and host the gallery show, um, I think that would be beneficial. Uh, as far as right now goes, like I said, we're still in the concept phase um, and we will see what happens. Um, hopefully, hopefully we can get this together and hopefully it's an awesome time. Um, I'd like to invite a few international artists out as well for it. We'll see what happens. Um, I'm not going to get, you know, my hopes up for anything. I've kind of had this dream for the past, I don't know, 10 years putting on an art show like this. We'll see, we'll see what happens. But on to today's project, I'm working on a lovely uh, Mother's Day present for my mom. Um, Mother's Day here in the US for anyone that might be watching internationally. Um, basically a time where we go through and say thank you to moms around the world for being moms. Um, yeah, my mom's pretty awesome. Absolutely love her to death. Um, she's helped me out through some pretty tricky and pretty difficult times. And I would not be where I am without her today for sure. So mom, if by any chance you're out there and you are watching, thank you for everything that you do. Um, and I hope you like this because I'm just kind of like, throwing it together pretty quickly. I'm sorry for that, but it's done in oils. So hopefully, like I said, hopefully you like it. I think you will. I know you will. You're my mom. Um, but, you know, it's always nice to go through and hear people's perspectives on things. Um, I'd like to go through and take any questions or comments if anyone's watching on YouTube um, or watching on Facebook, by all means, drop a comment send me a message, something. Um, I'd like to get a little bit more participation in here as today's episode will be cut kind of short uh, because I actually have to adult today and uh, go and take care of the lawn. So, and who likes adulting? Granted, we all have to adult sometimes and it's not the most fun thing in the world, but that's kind of the price we pay, right? That is 
life. But when you take those challenges head on, and you suck it up and you say, you know what? This is something I might not want to do, but it's something I'm going to do anyway. You know, like taxes, for example. When you suck it up and you just say, you know what? I'm just going to face this head on. I'm going to do it. I'm going to knock it out. And then that way it's done. And I don't have to think about it again for another year. You know, it's like a weight gets lifted off of you. Hopefully, uh, this isn't causing too much shadow. By the way, if it is, let me know. But yeah, a lot of people, um, you know, always kind of wonder why there's a whole bunch of painting going on on this show every week as opposed to like actually tattooing. Um, and that's because there's a direct correlation between painting and tattooing. You know, as much as some people might not want to acknowledge the correlation there, uh, maybe these people are of the old school and, you know, believe that, well, as long as you can trace it and you can reproduce it accurately, it doesn't really matter if you can, uh, if you're an artist or not, you know, it's like, yeah, well, guess what? Um, have fun with that and let me know what you decide to do after uh, people stop going to you to get tattoos. Not saying that there's not still plenty of people out there making a fortune and making a living off of doing that. But there's a lot more to it. And you can either be the guy that, you know, forges his path ahead. Well, sorry. You can either be the person that forges their path ahead um, and, you know, helps set a standard and really achieves your maximum potential. Or you can just kind of blend in and sit back and like coast with it. And that's not who I am. That's not what I'm meant to do, and I know that. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work as hard as I can to really achieve that kind of level of significance and really go through and try to push myself to be absolutely better than ever before. You know, usually for me, that means traveling a lot more and getting out there and meeting new people and uh, doing a lot more of that kind of stuff. But I think uh, anyone that might have tuned in in the past few shows has um, kind of picked up on the fact that I'm taking it a little bit lighter this year on traveling. Uh, just to kind of like recenter, regroup, get back to, you know, get back to basics, basically. And, um, you know, just recenter myself a little bit, which we all need to do every now and then. You know, because if we don't stop what we're doing and we don't recenter, then sometimes we can lose track of, you know, who we are and, you know, what really means the most to us. So always recommend for uh, people to take a step back every now and then. And I'm not saying you have to do it every year. I usually do it like once every five years, but. Maybe I should start doing it more often. I don't know. Um, but, you know, it is nice to be able to go through and take a step back and reevaluate some things and say, where are my priorities? Am I heading in the right direction? You know, and do this with your tattoo career. Are you where you want to be in your tattoo career? 
have you achieved what you want to achieve in your tattoo career? You know, are you at the point where you can turn around and say, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, let's try that out. Oh, yeah, you want that kind of a piece? Not a problem at all. I got that. You know, are you, you know, staying as booked out as you want to stay booked out? You know, what are your goals as far as what you do for a living? Because a lot of times the level that you want to reach is directly impacted by your daily routine and how hard you work. And if you're not going to really bust your butt, and if you're not really going to put your all into it, you know, well, then maybe do something different. You know, maybe find a, a nice office job somewhere where you can kind of kick back and, you know, kind of coast through day to day. But I know that's not for me. And I know that's not what I want to achieve. And I know that's not where I want to be. And I, don't, I know that that's not who I am. So for, for me, that's not even an option. And there's something to be said for people that acknowledge that, oh, okay, well, you know what? Maybe I'm not putting my all into this anymore. Maybe I've lost my passion for this. Maybe it's time for me to take a step back. You know, let other people that have the passion for it really excel and really, you know, pull forward with it. Let's see what the next generation can really do. Maybe I can help guide them. Not that I'm not going to try to still push myself, but, you know, sometimes you have to do that. Sometimes you have to bow out gracefully and say, you know what? My time is done. Don't get me wrong. My time isn't done, but, you know, I'm speaking in like theoreticals and hypotheticals. You know, but if you've lost your passion for, for art, if you've lost your passion for creation of art, creation of tattooing, let someone else take over. Why not? Find what you're passionate about now. There's nothing wrong with that. As we grow, our passions and our interests change. There's nothing in the world that says you have to keep doing everything you've been doing just because you've been doing it for so long. That is not a rule of life. And anyone that tells you that it is, well, have them give me a call. I'm not saying it's easy. It's not. But it's not impossible. But it's all about determination. You know, how determined are you to achieve the goals that you set out for yourself? I know how determined I am. And I know that when push comes to shove, if I set a goal, I'm going to do everything I can to achieve that goal, regardless of how long it takes or you know, sacrifices I may have to make. You know, I'm honest with myself. If it is an achievable goal, I will achieve it. If it's something that, well, you know, maybe it's a little bit unrealistic, like, let's face it, I'm probably never going to go to the moon. And I'm okay with that. 
that's not one of my goals to begin with anyway. But, you know, in theory, if that's what you wanted to do, if that was your goal, make it happen. You know, nothing says, there's nothing in life that says you have to be stuck doing exactly what you're doing because you've been doing it forever. Take the next step. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, for some people, taking the next step is helping to educate the next generation. You know, and that's honorable. I respect that. For some people, taking the next step is taking a step back. It's, again, very honorable. But your next step is all up to you. Maybe your next step is to build more of an international brand. Maybe it's to go out there and actually achieve the things that you want to achieve. But set realistic goals. You know, what is life if you don't have a goal set? You know, working to achieve a goal is something that helps sets us, helps set us apart from other people. You know, maybe that goal that you want to achieve, maybe, maybe you know you can achieve it, but maybe there are certain things that might be distracting you, holding you back. Maybe you're not surrounding yourself with positive people that are encouraging you to achieve your goal. Well, if that ends up being the case, well, time for a change. Might not be, you know, a change that you really are excited about, but you know what? Change is inevitable anyway. Change is going to happen, whether you want it to or not. Everything in life changes. Everything. Whether or not you accept that and whether or not you try to fight change is a different story. But those that try to fight the inevitable, those that try to fight the change are always in for an uphill battle because change is going to happen no matter what. The question is, are you going to allow it to be positive? Are you going to find silver linings? Are you going to you know, take that risk. Are you going to seek the information? Maybe you see it as an opportunity as opposed to, you know, anything else. And that's kind of the way that I choose to view things as an opportunity. You know, I don't really see a lot of negatives in life. I see a lot of opportunities, whether they're learning opportunities or experience opportunities or knowledge opportunities. There's an opportunity everywhere. We just have to see it. So right now I'm just working on, I've got my base tones blocked in. Right now I'm just working on going through and kind of defining some of my, my tonal values. So I know that some of these shadowy areas, I want to be a little bit of a cooler tone to create the illusion of a shadow. Um, some of these areas, I'm gonna keep a nice vibrant warm red. 
where some of them I'm going to use more of like a garnet or an alizarin crimson or, you know, maybe even like, maybe I'll mix in a tiny bit of this, uh, this ultramarine with it and I'll make almost like a purple tone. That'll give me a nice little shadow without using a ton of black, you know, just to keep all of the colors nice and saturated, all of the colors nice and very vibrant. Because when you start to add black and white to colors, you start, they start to lose their true intensity, their true chromatic value. So I always like that chromatic value. I always like that purity of color and that purity of tone. And I'm not saying like, you can't still achieve that. It's just a little bit more difficult. Um, same thing goes with tattooing, right? You know, we start to ask ourselves, well, you know, for people out there that put black everywhere, you know, yeah, it's going to help the longevity of it. You're absolutely correct. And that black will still be there long after all of the color has gone away. Absolutely correct. However, you have to be careful with that because by doing an undertone of black or gray wash, it will change the values. It will change the tones of the colors you put over top of it. So be very careful of that. You know, and that's something that, you know, the, the old adage is it needs more black. No matter how much black you think is in a tattoo, no matter if you think it's enough black in a tattoo, it needs 30% more black. That's the old way of thinking. And it's true. For longevity's sake, you need a lot of black in your tattoos or at least black outlines, right? If you're not going to have black outlines, you need a lot of very dark, hard edges. And what that's going to do is help that contrast stand out over time. That is 100% fact. However, if you have black lines in there where you need them to create the visual boundaries and visual borders that you need to create those linear shapes and linear directions that you really need to have in order for the longevity of the tattoo to be there, as long as you have that and you have enough contrast, the question of whether or not it's enough black, well, that's up for debate. Black does provide a lot of contrast. However, so do colors. Colors provide a lot of contrast as well. And if you can get the same amount of contrast with color, say a super dark purple, for example, right? Super dark purple next to a very, very vibrant, warm red, that's going to be one heck of a contrast. Right, it's going to create a lot of those edges. Will they be as hard or as sharp as if you were to do like black and white? No. But you know what? It's going to create enough of the separation between elements that you can go through and visually it will separate itself.
there we go. Still have a few more layers to go here, but um, starting to take shape. Starting to uh, starting to take some form. I like to build everything up in layers, kind of like I do with liquid acrylic. Only liquid acrylic dries way faster. It's actually my preferred medium, but I have been trying out this whole like oil paint thing. I don't know. People keep talking about it and they keep saying it's, you know, a lot of fun and it's real easy. And I guess it is after a while. It just takes a while. I mean, as much as I am a patient person, certain parts of me are not very patient. Like I can guarantee you if this was being done in liquid acrylic, it would have been done by now. But liquid acrylic on paper doesn't necessarily last quite as long. It doesn't have the longevity of uh, paint, the lifespan of uh, oils. And that's something that you definitely want to think about, much like when you're picking tattoo pigments. You know, choose a company that's got great light fastness. You know, that means your colors, no matter where they sit on the human body, no matter how much sun they get, they will be as vibrant, you know, as they ever were. Light fastness, by the way, for folks out there that are listening, light fastness is how quickly your colors break down under direct ultraviolet light exposure. So do yourself a favor. I don't know what brand of pigments everyone out there is using these days. Some people are still on the eternal bandwagon, and that's cool, I guess. Um, I'm not. I stopped using eternal a while back. Um, just not a fan of it. Not for me. Not that I could. Not that I'm trying to, like, you know, say anything negative. But, you know, I just I found that most of their colors don't typically tend to hold up too well over time. Um, not saying there aren't still some of them that do, but some of the ones that I've noticed um, just don't necessarily have the longevity that I'm looking for. And it's a personal preference. I do like their consistencies though. I do like how opaque they are. That's always nice. But like I said, it's just a personal preference. As I mentioned, today's episode is going to be a little bit shorter than normal. Um, I do have to adult. And I apologize about that. So for those of out there that are listening just for the sake of listening, just because, well, you know, maybe I kind of have to, or I don't know, for whatever reason, maybe you're just curious. Don't worry. Today's episode is going to be a bit shorter than normal. Because the lawn is calling. I've put it off for 
too long. Move a bit more down there. It's more crimson or garnet. Thank you, thank you for what? What have I done? Uh, Creatures Cave just made a comment on uh, the YouTube. She said, thank you. Sorry, they said, because um, I don't know if that's actually a guy. But Creatures Cave, I'm not sure what you're thanking me for, but you're welcome, I guess. She, sorry. Correct pronouns, yay! Gotta love them. Oh, for all my hard work. Oh, you're very welcome. Yeah, I'd love to get you on here sometime. You're always welcome to join in on the Zoom, should you choose to. Um, and if you don't know how, send me a message and I'll walk you through it. Yeah, we'll get some of this deep red in there. Oh, yeah. So pretty. Yay. Just thin this out a little bit. Started to notice I use a ton of gel medium whenever I oil paint. I like it though because it it kind of works like water if you're working with um, liquid acrylics. You can use it and just create that nice, wonderful, like seamless blend. Even though it might not be super apparent, um, it does work kind of the same way because it thins the paint out as you stretch it. So if you lay down, I always like to do like a little bit of like gel medium, say for example, there's some spot things. Say for example, here-ish, I'll do a little bit of gel medium, right? Then I'll come over here. And let's do just a touch of this ultramarine here in this tiny little corner. And that'll give us a really nice contrast from ultra cool, to vibrant warm.
And when you put something like an ultramarine up next to a very vibrant, very warm red, it's going to look dark, dark, dark. It's going to look almost black. Just by contrast. Cool. So I put my gel medium down. I've got a little bit of that ultramarine in there. And now I'm going to go back in with some more gel medium right into that ultramarine I just put in there and just tease it out and drag it out. And what it's going to do is kind of thin it out as I'm making my brush strokes so we can get a really nice gradient in there and it's going to create a really nice glaze. And if we need to clean up an edge or something, that's why we always keep Q-tips on hand. Q-tips are our friend. And let's go with more of like a purple-ish. Create a deeper shadow. It's lizard crimson and um, ultramarine. Makes a really nice deep violet. It's hard to get that same kind of violet or purple if you're using other types of blues or reds. Lizard crimson and ultramarine though is like my go-to. It's a shame though that a lot of tattoo pigment companies don't just go based on like colors like actual colors like ultramarine blue, thalo blue, crimson red. Like there's no standardized like name for it. It's always like, you know, blue jean blue or denim blue or, you know, grass green. And it's like, yeah, okay, I get it. But like, you know, why not make things standard like you're painting? It makes sense. But if it makes sense, there's a pretty good chance people out there won't like it. So I kind of do get that concept. Like I could see coming up with unique names for tattoo pigment colors. If like that color has never existed before. Cool, fine, not a problem. Otherwise, maybe, maybe instead of a name, maybe you just put like the components down, right? Like for green, you know, one-to-one, -one, one part yellow, one part blue, or, you know, two parts yellow, one part blue. Maybe something like that. I think that'd be kind of an interesting concept. You know, I think that might work well for some people. You know, it would work well for me. but I'm also a very different type of individual. And I get that. This that I'm laying down now is just like a garnet. You can kind of see up in here in this area. 
Like it's a little bit more of a cool tone, but it's probably also a bit of a reflection off of the light. Let's see, maybe I'll just turn this off. If I turn that off, it's not gonna work. That's gonna get too glare, too much glare. Well, it's gonna have to do. Sorry about the lighting, folks. The lighting kind of stinks today. Well, I'm going to do a little bit more, and then I'm probably going to head out for today, guys. If anyone has any questions or anything you want me to talk about, now is the time. Speak now or forever hold your peace, um, because I will probably be ending this fairly soon. Any questions anywhere? No? Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. It's got some more work that it that needs to be done to it, but I was trying out painting on wood panel and I didn't like, I didn't put down a clear coat or anything like that, or a, uh, a white coat of gesso, just use like a clear coat first. So it should still have the integrity that it needs but I'm working off of the natural wood tone as opposed to a white, um, which is what most canvases are primed with and stuff like that. Um, but I wanted to start off with more of a, like a neutral tone and then add my white in. So it was kind of more like tattooing than anything else. Thought it might be, uh, might be a bit different. Do I like raw? I do like raw pigments. Um, they can be a little tricky to work with at first because they are powder-based and they're not the micro-disperse. Um, most people out there are probably used to using micro-disperse pigments, and a lot of those have an acrylic dispersion. Uh, by acrylic dispersion, I mean um, it's got different types of synthetics that are mixed in with it. Uh, helps keep it vegan friendly and all that stuff, which is great because obviously if it's synthetic, it's not made from animal products. Um, but it's very different to work with at first. I will say that because I went to that 
from using uh, a micro dispersed pigment and raw is a large flake powder. Once you get the hang of it and you realize that you really got to shake the absolute crap out of each color before you use it. Uh, once you grasp that concept and you start doing that on a regular basis, you start to realize that like, oh, wow, this stuff really goes in easy and it really just gets in there and makes everything super, super bright real quickly. Um, I know a lot of people that switch over from micro dispersed to powders uh, usually have a tendency to start overworking the skin at first because they don't realize how quickly and easily it saturates. Um, and if they have, typically speaking, if they have problems with the color going in, it usually stems from not shaking up the bottle quite as much because with a micro dispersed pigment, it's already kind of constantly shaken up. Um, it just needs a little bit of agitation. But with a powder base, everything, if you leave it in the bottle long enough, will separate into very specific levels and layers. And that can make it a bit more tricky to get the same kind of powder consistency throughout. Um, but yes, I do. The short answer is yes, I do like raw. And I do still use raw in some of my tattoos. certain colors I'm absolutely in love with from them. And no, I'm not sponsored by anyone. So I use lots of different brands, lots of different um, you know, stuff from different companies. I'm not sponsored by anyone and I like it that way because I don't like being tied down to a specific type or brand or company. And when you do end up going through a sponsorship, they expect you to use their stuff. Well, how can you use their stuff if something better comes out on the market? You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't ever want to put myself in that kind of a position. Um, I do also use some chroma pigments. I do also use some industry inks, big fan of industry, love their stuff. Um, I don't, um, Panthera, I do use some of their stuff. Um, I do like their uh, triple black. Uh, for like super, super easy to go in, super dark tribal stuff, um, or like large, large areas of contrasting black. I do really like that. Um, trying to think if I have any other brands that I currently use. Some solid ink colors I have in stock. Uh, their color anonymous is like awesome. It's like a perfect like neutral tone. So it's great to mix. It's not like real warm. It's not it's not warm and it's not cool. It literally is like a perfect neutral tone.
Oh, and uh, Allegory. I do use Allegory for, uh, I do like their lining black, like their regular black. I do like that. And I think that's gonna do it for today, folks. Switch back to camera one. So thanks a lot for uh, for everything today, folks. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the show. Um, yeah, as always, if you guys ever have any ideas or things you want me to cover on the next episode, by all means, feel free to send me a DM or make a comment on the video. And um, I'll be sure to take a look at those comments. Um, yeah. And uh, everyone, keep their hands moving. Hope you guys have a great day. And I will see you guys again next Sunday for episode 106 here on the Reinventing the Tattoo Network. Thank you very much, everyone. And I will see you next week. Cheers.